Hey, Pepin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about the relativity of our human experience. Ooh, that sounds like very philosophical. I mean, what were you thinking? You know how like you can see a color and it's I'm like, that's blue. And you're like, yeah, that is blue. But what if what you see as blue is what I would call green? I mean, that could be the case, but uh, I I, know it's a big topic to discuss. I think it's a really big topic to discuss, Nate. I think we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Doing well, doing well. Happy yourself, Meter. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for asking. And we are joined today by the head of the NH Communities page, Kirsten. How's it going today, Kirsten? I almost said Kirsten. Oh, it's totally fine. Good. Yourself? Uh, not too bad. Thanks I'm excited so much. to be here. Uh, we're really excited to have you. What you've done with the NH Communities page is absolutely amazing. It's been, what, five, maybe six weeks? Yeah, six weeks. Less than two months. And it has over a thousand likes. And mm-hmm. people are loving what you're doing. And I am too, because it's highlighting things happening in new hampshire it's highlighting businesses in new hampshire and it's really putting the spotlight on people who are doing great things in this state exactly Um, and i think it's a really huge endeavor and anybody who's watching right now or listening right now you should head on over to the page and give it a like we'll get into that more at the end of this episode and actually we had one person saying hi to us it's christopher ball oh hey chris how's it going he does content control uh the music podcast based out of podcast new hampshire um, and a ton of other stuff, actually. But with all that said, um, let's. Uh, so today we're we're talking about something really, really cool. We're talking about, uh, well, we're talking about dirty crayons. But I, I wanted to talk briefly about color in general, um, and and like the names of colors. They seem so arbitrary nowadays. Like, um, and this was these were names given to these colors so long ago. And I'm sure they have great backstories as to why they are labeled what they are. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, maybe it's time. It's 2019. Like, maybe it's time for new color names. So I think the new color name should be, like, uh, hexadecimal. Like, you know, (laughs) F1, you know. How do you – how could you turn that into a color like what? <laughs> like what color is, is hexadecimal? Is it so, so FF, FF, FF. <laughs> I don't, that's white. I, I don't. I don't think. Oh, okay. I don't think the color name is hexadecimal. Like it was green. Now get ready for hexadecimal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's using the concept of hexadecimal to name the colors themselves, like the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. Or, yeah. There's no subjectivity to it now. It's just like, hey, this is color. FF0000, which is red. But that... Okay, my, fair. My issue with that is... And first off, isn't that like a real thing already, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like you're just saying use the scientific name for it, pretty much. Yeah, I'm since, yeah, essentially, yeah. Fucking nerd. It'd be so much easier. Like, you know, how much red does this have? Oh, it has like, you know, five things of red. <laughs> five <laughs> units of red. Yeah. I'm super curious. How big would a crayon box be to hold every single possible hexadecimal code? type Ooh, of crayon that's a really good question okay it'd be uh, a massive two to the 16 oh, he's gonna do some math hold, hold, oh hold, my hold god on, hold on hold on two to the 16 
times two to the sixteen times two to the sixteen. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> There's your math. I hope you followed that I one. Gave you the math. You asked for it. Uh, so, okay. So my issue with hexadecimal as the color, yes, you're going to get a much more exact. I cannot just talk about black as a color. I can talk about this exact black. Mm. One, I think that may be too specific. I would like something that's more general, and maybe we could just take the general, we can make one of the hexadecimal the general color. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it doesn't capture the essence of what the color means. I feel like it loses something when you take it to a purely scientific level. Is there not some sort of human element, some sort of emotional element that we can add on to the new names for these colors that isn't hexadecimal? Yeah, I'm not quite certain, Kirsten. What's, what's your thought on that? <laughs> it's, it's like the whole emotionality of colors. It's like that, that's black. <laughs> that all went over in its head. He's like emotions and colors. Like it doesn't. Okay. I mean, just like how people have an emotional side to things, you know, there is a science side. So clearly, you're just more focused on the scientific aspect of it, and just yeah. like, yeah, no, they don't need emotions. <laughs> they just need like a category. Okay. Personally, I love emotions for, you know, the colors of crayons because then it adds like a funny or uh, happy element to it. Okay. Other than just a couple of numbers with a hashtag. Okay. So 13A112, what does that make you feel? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Is that like purple or something? I have no idea. (laughs) I thought it was a snake sauce. All right. Color red. What's a dark red, like wine? Literally, you just said wine, so now I'm thinking like either wine red or ah, Merlot. Damn it. Okay, uh, green. Oh god, Forest Nate's favorite green? color because it's fucking money. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I'm more partial to blue now with the blue hundreds. You know what? You know what our problem is is that Nate's problem is that he lives in America where the color of money is green. So that's the only color that he cares about is green. If we lived in like. Britain or Canada where there were tons of colors on all the money. Nate would love all of the colors of the rainbow. It's amazing. It's also true. a Canadian 10 is purple. And they all smell like maple syrup? I don't know. I never they're, smelled they're like They're like infused with maple syrup so the money actually smells like syrup. Oh my god, I'm going to have to go back to Canada. It's insane. They smell like plastic. You smell like plastic. Mm. I want to try. I want to see. I want to see if that's real. I'm not saying it is or it isn't, or I believe it, but I just want to try. I'm going to have some my Canadian friends mail me some money that they've dipped in maple syrup to prove myself right. So, so go ahead. So there's this idea that you're kind of bringing up in the intro. What's like, what do colors mean to us, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe the red you see is the red from different than what I see. You know, it's like maybe colors aren't the same exactly. I kind of have a different take on that because... It's the philosophical point of view is you can't prove that my red is the same as your red and so on and so forth. I don't think that's true necessarily. I think there might be divergences and differences. I mean, for instance, some people are colorblind. Obviously, their red doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you take the brain structure and the brain structure, which kind of uh, creates color and kind of interprets color, is similar from person to person, you can say it's pretty much the same. It's like you have two different computers running the same program that's going to do the same, come up with the same output. So I, I think we can make an argument that it should be about the same, maybe a little bit different, but depending on like you know how your eye is and how everything's exactly lined up neurologically, but I don't think it's that big of a difference. I'm definitely, I'm on board with, uh, with, with that as like a concept, but I think the thing with humans is that 
it's not two computers. There's something, there's an addition to humans that isn't exemplified by the use of computers in your example. Like there's an emotional element and there's a, a biochemical element that isn't being, it's not just being a processor processing an image. It's more than that. And there's other things that you know that memory and past experiences and uh, phys physiological makeup change how we experience things in general. Um, so why would that be any different with all of our general experiences, color and, and things of that nature? It's a pretty strong argument. I gotta think about that a little bit. Kirsten, is there any kind of moment in your life where like a certain color of an event kind of, uh, it, like it bleeds in to your memory and to like your experience? I guess typically like maybe carnival related colors because they're more bright. Mm -hmm. um, plus, you know, being at a carnival definitely does provoke a lot of different types of emotions like, you know, happiness, maybe some confusion here and there trying to get through it and everything um, because everything's meant to be in a way like distracting, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, the I'm, I'm still trying to... <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out exactly. No, there's there's no wrong answer. Like, uh, and and a lot of the things I say are just m made up on the spot. Like what I'm thinking in the moment. Nothing we ever say I feel should be should be like holding us down. In um, that's now how I feel forever because that's what I said in that moment. That's I don't I don't think that's I think that's something that like politically really gets us in trouble because someone's like, oh, they're flip-flopping. Well, they're, if they're flip-flopping back and forth on a day-to-day -day basis, depending on their crowd, that's one thing. But if they gen genuinely, like Hillary Clinton used to be against gay rights and now she's for gay rights, like if it was just because that's where the populace goes, one, I think that's a good thing because our elected leaders should be following what the populace wants. That's why we're electing them as our leader. And two, if she truly in her heart, like, had that shift where she realized her old views were wrong she has new information that changed her mind i think that's an okay thing and i think that comes with podcasting too is i say ignorant shit all the time and then i get new information that changes my mind it changes who i am and i think that that can apply to colors as well we can see colors in a specific environment or have an experience that a color uh represents that experience in a way and it can change that color for us it can change who we are and how we view that so are you basically just talking about the you know psychology of color and to how it's a, supposed to affect you to a degree I, and i know you've, okay, uh, you've studied that quite a bit so i'd love for you to to give us some some so, details on that so that's you know essentially what makes sense to me um i typically don't look at things from a um emotional perspective even though i obviously do have emotions um but i look at it from an objective perspective you know like red is supposed to objective Ob objective okay yeah so you know red is supposed to either make you feel like um, angry or passionate or romantic uh, blue is supposed to make you feel calm yellow is supposed to energize you also make you hungry for some reason i don't know you've probably heard that before but the reason why fast food restaurants use um like mostly reds and yellows is because it's a trigger color to make you hungry is there an explanation behind that or uh, i'm trying to remember but i think it has something to do with that like red orange yellow spectrum to be kind of like more like fast-paced immediate like need it now and uh, when you're driving by a mcdonald's you know you might notice it a little bit faster than a panera bread because panera bread's logo is what kind of on the greenish color mm -hmm. lighter green yeah. 
So, I mean, there are different types of marketing strategies you can use with, you know, the color of psychology to get someone's attention in the way that you want it to. Like, you probably wouldn't want to use bright red and yellow for a candle because candles are supposed to be calming. You know, you probably want to use like lavenders, um, maybe pastel colors or even really deep colors, especially for autumn. Mm. Like if you go to any store right now, they're going to have a lot of, you know, deep relaxing colors versus like energizing colors, which they really bring up during the spring and summer because everyone's like, oh, like I want to go out and wear like a bright yellow sundress and, um, just kind of promote that energy, which is another thing that yellow kind of sticks to. Mm. What you make me think of too is how people use colors in like architecture to create different feels for spaces. Yes. I mean, just even perspectively, because like I've been watching these real estate videos and this guy was kind of going over different houses and you know what you should do to like, uh, you know, make them better. And there's one house where the walls are painted like a dark gray or something, mm-hmm. and it's a small room. And he told the person essentially to paint the walls white because for some whatever reason, when people see white walls instead of like darker walls, it makes the space feel bigger. Mm-hmm. And then that increase in space is going to make them feel like the house is bigger. Then you're going to get more money for the sale. And it's weird, it even influences into that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's literally how I look at colors, not, uh, you know, like in an emotional form, but in a way to be effective to you know, society mm-hmm. and to get what you want out of some So sort how of you can manipulate campaign. people using color. I understand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we're on the way <laughs> See, I don't like that you got more clinical than I did. <laughs> this is a, a very much a rarity for Nathan. I'm going to have to say after, um, you know, going through school, getting a psychology degree and now going back to school for getting a business analysis degree, like I definitely look at all these different aspects of business and just you know put that as you had mentioned pep in that like kind of clinical feel to it like Mm -hmm. how does this work and why Mm -hmm. on society and how can it improve my business or somebody else's business i will say though like as far as philosophy goes i don't lean towards philosophy in general Mm. because when you were talking about like the philosophy of colors in the beginning i was just like oh man like when I took philosophy class, I just got frustrated because no matter what, like any student did in the class, the teacher would always turn around and play devil's advocate. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't like keep just coming up. Well, with there's things. no right answer. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> That's your, there needs you, to be an answer. <laughs> you want something concrete. I think Nate likes to live in the, the ether of you're able to, to there is no wrong answer um, to a degree. Uh, although being right is one of his favorite things and one of mine and that's why we get along so well because I think we do a good job of playing devil's advocate against each other um, but I know I think that what what you're saying there just shows like how good you are at what you do and like how much your page benefits other people so um, but I think just to, to get back to it real quick I think that uh, what you're such an expert in um, being able to get people to look at uh, what your what your page is promoting mm-hmm. and knowing how to how to um, you know you you use the word uh, manipulate not necessarily in this context but um, I'll use it now in that way not with a negative connotation though more in a way that uh, there are there are things that should be promoted like the uh, the 
um, what is it, artists for autism. Like that's an outstanding, yes. that's an amazing thing that's being done, an amazing uh, endeavor. And I think that that's something that people should should be aware of and would want to be aware of. So I don't think it's that if you're manipulating somebody with air quotes to to do something good, to do something or to look at something, I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. That's always been my standpoint. I've said it on the show before is I don't feel bad about clickbaiting somebody if the outcome is a positive outcome for both the user and other people involved or even just the user. Like if I clickbaited you into clicking something and you got enjoyment out of it, did I do anything wrong? No, you didn't. I do want to mention, though, um, you know, we are planning an event for them, New Hampshire Artists for Autism, over, you know, in April, because Mm -hmm. that's when Autism Awareness Month happens. Perfect. So we're looking for people who would be interested in, you know, vending with us. Yeah. So like food, art, um, you know, other small businesses. um, I figured I'd shout that out while we're live. (laughs) And there's there's a lot of different ways. Like even if you're not, you know, a a food artist or an artist in general uh, in any capacity, I would highly suggest reach out to their page, reach out to either New Hampshire communities or artists for autism and just say, hey, I'm interested in getting involved in some way. What can I do to be helpful? And I think that 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 would be really uh, a great way to to get yourself out there. It can help promote what you're doing, but it can also really help an amazing endeavor that's going on right here in new hampshire um Mm -hmm. but we'll we'll stop plugging for a moment nathan's back there was something (laughs) there was something so i got i got let's let's completely you know uh take down the veil here i was contacted by a company uh based out of new york that makes crayons uh and that kind of (laughs) created this entire uh conversation um because they asked that we bring on their product on the show and talk about it and honestly we've done other ads before and of course anybody any ad we've ever done i love their product because they gave me money Mm -hmm. but in this case i love this product because i've seen this product in the past and i thought that's actually a really funny way funny thing and i'm really excited about it and anybody that i talked to was really excited that we were going to be talking about this on the show so i have with me here today offensive crayons uh and they have different names for colors they're they're updating the colors for a new audience for 2019 for 2020 and i think that that is outstanding i'm so excited to get to talk about them and i think it would be cool if we come up with some offensive names for colors and see how close they get to the to the colors that they come up with and maybe probably they come up with something better oh god i'm gonna let you guys go over that's totally fair because you want to gauge the level of offensiveness that we're willing to go to right? that is true i also my personal page is very appropriate in that's, case that's, families that's join totally it. fair that's super fair so I so mean, i only might be crowns. mildly offensive okay. now now these are um gluten-free Ooh, just see just see so you know and non-toxic so if you have these around your kids uh it's totally fine they're not gonna get sick by eating them all up and Uh, they won't get the celiacs it's amazing and they won't be affected (laughs) by celiacs either absolutely pepin looks super excited like he could just eat a box of crayons right now i'm actually kind of ready to be honest (laughs) nate's hungry nate's starving for some crayons well you know those ones are safe so that's true. Just wait until the podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. So which color would you eat first? Uh, well, I don't know what the color names are yet. 
Oh, okay. So you would want to base it on the name itself. Yeah. Well, let's start with uh, with a pretty pretty easy one. Let's start with uh, this color. Okay. So that color? I, I think traditionally this is called white, right? Mm-hmm. Is that white? Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Okay. Uh, so what the, kind of gray in this light? I think that color would be called white power. Okay. Oh my okay. god! <laughs> I don't know if you can use the color white to describe the color white. Well, white power is one word. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's not... okay. Is there a hashtag in there? Or... Please don't. Please don't use that hashtag. Please. You could have. I'm so sorry. You could have the appropriate name and the inappropriate name, and if you really wanted to, the hexadecimal code. Right <laughs> Just use the hashtag of the deci- hexadecimal code because doesn't that have a hashtag to begin it anyway? And at the end of the day, you could just add your like P.O. box or something. I'm not adding know. any of my addresses to hashtag white power. What the fuck? Um, okay, so I I don't know. What about cauliflower? This is a good cauliflower color, right? Yeah. It's not an inappropriate name, but okay, that's I like, a really good point. <laughs> I like it. It's kind of cute. <laughs> okay, let's see what, what they call it. I'm so scared. They call it privilege. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay, so on the same vein as Nathan, except uh, maybe, maybe a little less offensive than theirs was on this case. This case specifically. All right, pick a color. And then you have to tell us what the traditional color name for it is. Does it have the traditional color name? No. You, Nate, look at the color and tell me what the color is. What, um, what, what kind of a question was that? Like, I don't know what this is. Um, this is black. Okay. Okay. It's black. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Long Dong? Oh, <laughs> good. Long Dong? Okay. It's a really good one. Oh my god, I'm so scared of what it's actually called. That's want, a really good point. These are all going to be so scary. I mean, you said white power and it ended up being privileged. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you're worried about being more offensive than the crayon itself? I Like, halfway yes and halfway no. I'm just afraid of like saying an offensive word. How and about then, black power? Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Is panther offensive? Oh, uh, well... Like the Black Panthers? No, I mean, maybe. Okay. Depends on where you are. That's fair. I don't think it would be. Okay. No. I mean, Panther's also an animal, so it's like... That's very true. Yeah. So is that your answer, Panther? I'll just say Panther. (laughs) All right. Uh, This is Lives Matter. Oh, there we go. So it's... Okay. Wait, is that black or blue? That's black. Okay. Okay. You want to pick a color? I I do. I think it's black. Okay. I'm going to choose pink, obviously. I'm pretty sure I know what it's going to be called. Okay. Yes, this is pink. This is, okay, pink. Okay. Nate, what you got? As for pink, um, I don't even, I'm going to come back to this. You go first. Uh, how about we just pussy? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty. I'm glad you said it and not me. Right? Okay, yeah. fair enough. I figured I that's did, what I, it was going to be. I took it from your mind and put it out through my mind. Okay, the only thought I had was like intestines stranded. On, like clotheslines. What? Intestines stranded on clotheslines? Okay, I watched an episode of Game of Thrones the other day, <laughs> and they had intestines hanging on trees. Okay. So but the trees aren't very modern, so clotheslines. So you think this is called intestines? Hanging on, hanging on a clothesline. 
Oh, it's not, though. <laughs> no, my favorite part is, okay, so follow this logic. He's watching Game of Thrones. He sees intestines on trees. So he's like, oh, but we're doing it for 2019, so it can't be trees anymore. It has to be clotheslines. <laughs> what yeah. about power lines? What about something a little more modern than a clothesline? Are you really... How can you get the power line? You, know, you gotta like, whip it up there. It's too high, he says. You know, you gotta get the, like, Anything is possible, Pepin. People will tie their shoes, throw it over power lines. Okay, then you know where the drug dealers are. <laughs> yeah. But then, what if you get, you know, it starts spewing blood over you? Or you get, you know, get on your back. You know, that's a really good point. See, the clothesline's nice and orderly. Just put it right there. So it's not intestines. Is it pussy? Straight, do they just it's, straight up print pussy on a no, crayon? No, it's actually self-identified blue. Oh. So I think, is this the political it. one or no? No. No, this is a normal one. We do have the political ones. But this is just the normal the normal colors. Huh. Yeah, these are very political. Yeah. So far. Uh, I, I mean, wonder if it's mispackaged. Are. No, I highly doubt that. I think that they're just... Um, I think that's just what they're going with on this. I mean, that's political, but it's, all, it's not political as well. It's like... Uh, what's that LGBTQ type you know going with trying to to find representation for who you are in this crazy world there we're trying to figure ourselves out and apparent and this is blue this is new blue if there's <laughs> so so we're talking about replacing the names of colors why not just reuse some of them what if we just change the names of all the colors by mixing them up this this one's traditionally orange now it's purple is love it, it. Wait. No, it's not. So we uh, have to guess what it is. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Any guesses on what this color is? Because um, all of my ve- are vegetable related. <laughs> this is a carrot. <laughs> um, a carrot sized dodo. Oh, that's a <laughs> baby carrots. Well, or? yeah, carrots could be any size. So is it a compliment <laughs> or an insult? <laughs> Wait, how is a dodo insulting? <laughs> Or a compliment. Okay, oh, never no. mind. I don't I, want to get you, into that. No, because you mentioned baby carrots. Mm-hmm. So when he said carrot-sized dildo. Okay. That's fair. Right, baby carrot-top-sized dick. That's wait, wait. sad. Is that carrot-top <laughs> as a baby? And you're talking about his dick. Okay, no. Carrot-top's baby dick. Oh, okay. okay I understand. So the baby is not representative of carrot-top, but of his penis. Yeah, I was okay. trying to be offensive there, but... <laughs> They trying to be offensive and you can't pull it off. Nope. This one's called presidential. So they're going for a, a oh. Trump. Once again, kind of political. Yeah. yeah. Actually, about as political as you can get. It's yeah, literally right. the president. <laughs> <laughs> and we can just bust through a couple of these because there's there's so many guys. There's 24 colors in this package, so you don't just have you know regular green. You have different shades this is more of a blue but i think it has green tints right oh that looks beautiful yeah i agree and if you want to see these colors in your own eyes definitely buy the crayons uh there's gonna be a link in the description uh we're actually gonna talk about this a little bit more in the next episode so if we haven't convinced you now well maybe we'll convince you then so until next time we need to talk Mm